you are listening to About Progress. This is episode 274, Why You Are Very Exhausted, with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. You might have heard that title right then and just thought, duh, Monica, isn't this the most obvious answer in the entire world? We are all so exhausted because we have been through months of a worldwide pandemic. And while yes, that is definitely a huge contributing factor to the exhaustion, the weariness that I am feeling that I'm sure you are feeling as well, it's not just about sleep. (laughs) The reason I bring that up is because I, as many of you know, am a reformed night owl and I have worked on this habit for a long time. But even as I've improved my sleep habits, I have still discovered that the exhaustion comes up in waves here and there. And it's always, always a signal that there's something else I am missing to help my own energy. Energy is not just physical. There are so many other ways that we can seek and find the energy that we need beyond just good sleep habits. This was one of my most downloaded episodes in the past. Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith is an internal medicine doctor who's discovered over and over and over the same problem with most of her clients, this exhaustion, and yet maybe their sleep patterns were okay. And if they weren't, she could work with them on that too. So if you are feeling really exhausted, this woman not only has a wealth of professional experience, but she also wrote a book called Sacred Rest for you. And she has a TED talk, which is phenomenal. And I will link to it. And she helps uncover seven different types of rest that help you pinpoint the area that you are missing. Quick example for you. Last year, was my go-getter year. I went full throttle on so many things. And while it was a good season for that, I found myself pretty weary by January. And I was creating my year's plan with this uh, planner I have, which is Cultivate What Matters, if you're curious. And while I was working on that planner over and over and over again, I got back to this center of realizing creativity was what was missing in my life. And that is what I've been trying to reach for this year. Have I done it super well? No. But the other day I sat down, I I requested my mom got some watercoloring paper and watercoloring pens for my niece for her birthday in early June. And I was around, I was like, oh mom, I would love that for my birthday. (laughs) And I don't normally just tell her things like that, but she's like, yes, I will get that for you. And it's been a month since my birthday and they've just been sitting around, but I finally took a break. I should have been folding my laundry. I could have been doing some other kind of cleaning or even reading to my kids or doing stuff for the podcast. And I instead sat down with that watercoloring pen, pens and the paper. And I hand lettered, I am a creator because that is a big part of my identity. And I'm not just talking about arts and fine arts and music and all of that. It's my, my soul's desire is to create. This podcast is a way I create. I love to create and be a creator. So I made that hand lettering sign and it does not look anywhere close to professional. It will not be something I frame, but it still gave me that zest that I was needing. And I walked away from that little project, still feeling somewhat proud of myself and, and fulfilled. This is all just to, you know, share that restoring ourselves While the physical rest is super important, rest goes beyond just the physical. And if that's confusing for you, sit tight, because with this episode, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith is going to teach you other ways that you can find rest to feel more like yourself again. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard. 
And I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Back when I was starting this podcast and I knew nothing, I did know how I wanted you to feel when you were listening to an episode. I wanted you to feel both empowered and happy. And that is why my goal is to make each episode give you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. One of the ways I do that is to help you tap into your inner go-getter. Each week, I send out a go-getter newsletter on Thursdays. I share a little bit more about what's going on for me personally, some ways that I'm striving to work on progress myself, and I connect to the episode in ways that are um, not anywhere else. And I would love for you to be part of that newsletter list. Go to aboutprogress.com slash go-getter to sign up. Again, it's aboutprogress.com slash go-getter. And as you know, I am doing my best to help you see that I want to hear you on this show. We have the Dear Progressor episodes, which are awesome, and I want them to still continue. But beyond that, some of my very favorite interviews in our long history have been with quote unquote regular people who have their own progress story to share, as well as you know some incredible progress pointers for the listeners to help you grow as well. If that's you, if you don't have a business to promote, but you think, man, I would be a great podcast guest, or maybe you think maybe you could be, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to learn how to apply. I'm only accepting applications this month. It's still going to be um, a heavily filtered process. So I would love for you to be a part though. Go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to apply to be a regular full interview featured guest without anything to promote um, for the rest of the year. Again, about progress.com slash be on the show. Yes, I'm an internal medicine physician, uh, board certified in practice for the past 20 years. I live in the Southeast near Birmingham, Alabama, two boys married for 19 years. And in the past nine years, I've been writing. Uh, So I have three books out, my latest of which is Sacred Rest. Yes. Okay. Well, that's actually what you are here to talk about this idea of rest a lot. I actually, let's just take that back. Let's say all of my audience (laughs) um, are made up of exhausted people. Like everyone is just exhausted. And of course, sleep can be an easy answer and very necessary. We all need more sleep. Uh, But let's talk about this idea first, exhaustion. Why are we all so tired? Well, I think for many of us, we get into this habit of thinking that, well, if I'm tired, I must just need more sleep. Mm -hmm. So the thought process is, okay, if I get, if I'm only getting six, if I can just get those eight to nine that they say I need, then my fatigue will go away. And, you know, I know that's what I thought initially when I started having the same complaint. I'm tired all the time. I'm always exhausted. I don't have the energy to do the things I want to do. And so when I personally started trying to do that, to get those eight hours and really focus in on getting enough sleep, and I still was waking up tired all the time, that's what really it it dawned on me that there's something more than just sleep deprivation, because I'm getting more than enough adequate sleep. Why am I still tired? Yeah. And I started looking at what some of the other things were that were draining me that were really causing me to feel more tired. Okay. So we're just looking at this almost like a bucket of energy. 
that we have to go throughout our days. And more than just sleep deprivation, there are other things that are draining that bucket of energy. And if we look to those things, uh, how does this work? Like <laughs> beyond just sleep, which of course we are encouraging people, yeah, work on your sleep. Um, but what are other ways that we can work on what's happening to this bucket of energy here? Well, that's exactly right. You know, everything we do requires energy. And so depending on your lifestyle and the, your career and your family makeup, you're pouring out of different areas of your life. Some are pouring out more mentally. Some are pouring out more physically. Some are pouring out more in their creative areas. So depending on how your day is set up, you may be someone who is pouring out a lot in the social and emotional parts of, of your bucket because you are a teacher or a counselor or someone who's having to deal face-to-face -face customer service, face-to-face -to -face with people. So if you're pouring out in that area, then just trying to fix it by getting more sleep, which is primarily refilling the physical bucket, then you're not refilling that emotional social bucket. It's still mm -hmm. empty. And, and you're still going to sense that emptiness and that's going to manifest into a feeling of lacking something, a feeling exhausted, a feeling as if you're at the end of that, of that amount of energy that you need to do that job well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is where I get a little overwhelmed because I think, well, what if I'm lacking in everything or how can I keep all these different ways of re-energizing myself and resting up enough to fill the bucket and keep it balanced and, you know all of those excuses. So tell me what you would say to someone who has that reaction. I would tell them to forget balance altogether. I think yes. that whole concept of <laughs> balance is making most of us completely crazy because, you know, if you really think about it, to balance something, you have it on two different sides of the scale. And so work-life balance, do I really want my work and my activities to be on, an, on opposite ends of my life and the people I love? What we really want is more work-life integration, or what I like to call work-life harmony, where they are actually merged in such a way that it creates something that's beautiful, something that's worth partaking of, which is what life should be. Okay. And so to do that, you first have to start taking a hard look at where you're pouring out. What okay. is it that you're using every day? And when you start looking at the places that you're pouring out, then take a realistic look do I do anything to restore that area? Because rest at its core should be restorative. And if, you know, most of us, when we say we're resting, I'm going to rest on the weekend. What we really mean is we're going to lounge around and flick around on Netflix or something for a while. And then we're going to say we rested, but what got restored? Hmm. You know, if, you're sitting, if you're just having moments of cessation and lack of purpose, purposeful activity, that's not rest. Mm -hmm. It's not the rest in the way that you need it. It's not what's lacking for you. Right, because that purposeless activity of ceasing for the sake of stopping something, nothing gets restored in that. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it on purpose, then let's say if you're even this, like, that whole Netflix, if you're taking that Netflix moment to sit down with um, Renee's Brown, uh, Dare to be Courageous or whatever her documentary yeah. does, uh -huh, I watch that. actually getting fed, and you're learning how to drop shame and how to be authentic, then you're pouring back into that emotional and social bucket because you're learning some skills that'll help you deal with people. 
However, if you're sitting there and you're just kind of going through a binge fest of some great show, it was entertaining, but did it restore you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, sense, your senses? Did it restore that, your creativity, your relationships? Was anything restored in that process? Okay. The one that really stood out to me, and you know, I watched your TED talk and I've listened to several other podcasts you've been on too. It's the creativity piece. A lot of my uh, listeners are stay-at-home moms, um, young moms, or maybe they have some part-time work on the side. Um, And I was just trying to imagine for them, what could be some general areas that they tend to be lacking the most rest in? Oh, I love that question because I actually talk about a stay-at-home mom in the book because she, I'll give you the example. She came in with her, her three littles and she had, they were all under the age of five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the five and the like three-year-old were like everywhere in the office. Yes. <laughs> it was a playground for a moment. So they were, <laughs> and then she had her ba- the baby in her arms mm-hmm. and we were having this conversation about, you know, where is it you feel like you're being drained? And she's like, I just don't know. Well, the, the decibel sound in that room was like through the roof. So obviously <laughs> her senses were okay. being overwhelmed, even if she didn't really recognize it. Just mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the kids have fun. So they're laughing and giggling and they were, they were all girls. So it was like <laughs> high pitched, you know. I grew up in a family of five girls. So I, I'm just like, yeah, yes. High pitched, happy laughs. So, so all of that was ongoing. And then she made a statement that, you know, her husband, I love it when they say this, my husband says, I need to tell you that I'm not, <laughs> my libido's down and something's wrong with me. Oh, I yeah. think I'm depressed. Yeah. And, you know, when we started talking, um, really what it came down to, she was sensory overloader in every way possible. It wasn't just the, the, the vocal part that I was hearing. Yeah. You can, if you think about it, she has people touching her all day long. So from the baby to the little ones, to hugging, to picking up, she constantly was touching and being touched. And so when her husband came home, whether he was trying to just give a hug or a peck, it was still more touch. And she was maxed out with touch by that time. Mm -hmm. Just kind of bringing an awareness to that, to both of them, and coming up with a strategy that worked for their situation so that she had some time between when she was dealing with the kids and all of that to when he was wanting to be more intimate so that there was a transition so that she could actually kind of restore herself, kind of reclaim her body uh, and her senses to be receptive to, to bigger hands touching her at that point. (laughs) Yeah. So that sensory overload piece, I think I'll, you know, all women are going to be nodding their heads to that if they have children in any capacity, whether they're young or even grown up, you know, that sensory overload is a huge piece. I find for me, one of the ways I restore my energy is just quiet, even more than, you know, sleeping, which I definitely need and love, but it's more just that quiet piece you, 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 you talked about. That's a good way to restore the energy there. Absolutely. And that's actually what this couple did. They, they created um, they created a mommy kind of does her the daytime stay at home mom stuff, but nighttime was daddy's transition time because he didn't really have a chance to be with the kid. Obviously, you know, she's not there during the daytime. So in their particular household, the evening was daddy's bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. So he had a full routine he did with the or developed that he did with the three girls so that she would have 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however the time frame was they came up with, where she could 
sit in her room in silence, close her eyes, lay on the bed, take a bath, go to the bathroom without somebody bothering her. You know, whatever she needed to do, she could do that to kind of reclaim herself. Mm -hmm. and reclaim her body and get her her sensuality back <laughs> you know to yeah. kind of her head space and her heart in a bit in that transition phase of of getting where she was receptive and, and a lot of a big part of that for her was spending some time just in silence yeah it's so key I love what you just said reclaim yourself I I speak mainly about self-development you know for people who need to do it in practical ways how does that play into like what kind of rest would that look like to develop yourself and how does that actually bring you energy instead of deplete it? Because when I'm talking to women, they're like, I don't have time to work on a goal. I don't, I don't have energy for it. And yet I have found it's energy giving. So maybe you can help me understand how that works. Like what is the math there? Well, what I tend to have people start with, and I don't know if I actually gave all seven types of rest, but what I usually have people start with is identifying the type of rest that they are most deficient in. Okay. And so just so that, I don't know if I actually went over all seven, but just so that we have them all out there, um, it's physical, mental, and spiritual. Those are the three that everybody's aware of. Mm -hmm. And then we have the emotional, sensory, social, and creative. And mm -hmm. so those four are a, are a lot harder for some people to get a grasp of because they've never thought about it. Yeah. You know, they've never thought about the rest that comes in speaking about creative rest, the rest that comes when you allow yourself to be awestruck, to have your, your inspiration kind of um, awakened by beauty and change and different things around you. Well, part of dreaming looks like that. And so people who tell me they can't dream or they can't do long-term goals is because they are also not doing any kind of creative rest. So their creative and innovative ability is zapped out and they need to really look at how can I reawaken that inside of me? Mm -hmm. And so creative rest is very basic for a lot of people. Many people experience it and don't know what to call it, but they, they know that if they go to the beach or they go to like the lake or they go in the mountains or they go in a, in a um, garden even, that all of a sudden they just feel better around these things. And they can't explain mm. it, but they just like, I don't know, when I get at the beach, I just feel better. It's like well, a you know, spark. Yeah. And that's the thing. Creative rest is, a, is about allowing yourself to appreciate beauty in whatever form. So that's natural forms when you're looking at it with the beach and mountains and all of that. But for many people, they get the very same response when they're looking at man-made beauty. So it, if someone can get the same effect from beautiful art that speaks to them, that they okay. look at maybe something abstract and it's like awaken something inside of it. And the thing about creative press, it is not one of those concrete sciences, although science is trying to make it as such because, you know, we have people who are doing MRIs at the brain after someone looks at bodies of water. And, you know, the science is showing that, yes, we have chemicals released, our happy, our happy hormones are released in some people when they look at these things. But the reality is, it's, you're not going to have an MRI every time you look at something to know if it sparks yeah. something inside of you. Uh -huh. You just know. You know when something awake is awaking something in you. Um, music does it for some. Symphony, opera. I mean, it has, it's as individual as the person. But if you get to the point where you feel like it's hard for you to dream, 
It's hard for you to envision something. It's hard for you to be creative and innovative. Take a look at what type of beauty you are allowing yourself to experience and then expand your, your awareness of that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily having to go, you know, I'm going to go now to the museum and sit and look at art. No, expand your awareness of what beauty is around you. Because yeah. oftentimes there's enough beauty in your environment. You're just rushing past it. So you're not allowing yourself to receive from it. That makes sense. It's, and it's more doable that way because I think a lot of people when they hear, well, you need to, you know, get more creative, they're thinking about the work that entails and the time it entails. And you're just talking about awareness and using what's already around you and at your fingertips. Yeah. So for, for someone, just a really basic idea for me, I love fresh flowers mm-hmm. and, and fresh flowers. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be fancy flowers. We're not talking about roses yeah. and irises and all these things. I mean, carnations get me excited. Any <laughs> fresh flowers, yes. because what I do is I'm constantly looking at how they're changing. Mm-hmm. And that process of looking at how they're changing helps me to then be able to, to, to kind of expand my thinking because then I start thinking about how everything in life changes. And it kind of takes me along this journey that I wouldn't otherwise be thinking about except for allowing it to speak to me something that is outside of where I was going to go. Yeah. That's where dreams come from. When we allow something to speak to us and to bring us to something that we otherwise wouldn't have gotten to. Let's take a quick break here. While it's been so helpful to delve into the many ways that we can find rest and center back into the energy that we want to have, physical rest is definitely important. Sleep habits are important. And if you are struggling with yours, I get you, girl. Like that has been my struggle my entire life. And I can tell you that after years of working in my own sleep habits, how helpful it is, how much you feel more like yourself on a more often consistent day-to-day way if you are taking charge of your sleep habits. Now, a few years ago, we had an incredible sleep therapist. Yes, a full sleep therapist on the show. Her name was Christine Lawler. Well, it's still Christine Lawler, but together we also created a five-day sleep makeover. And this is where you get a daily email with a practical tip, because you know we're all about the practical, for you to work on your sleep habits. And then I share my point of view as if it's you and how I worked on transitioning that tip she provided in my own life because Christine actually helped me restore my sleep habits. We had a whole episode on this too, one where she taught you how to do it. And then the second one was where she actually took me on as a client and coached me through how to work on my sleep habits because it was so transformative after I implemented what she taught me. So transformative to not only physical and mental and emotional health, but also my relationships. We wanted to offer that to you too. So you can go to aboutprogress.com slash sleep makeover to sign up for that five day email series. Again, it's aboutprogress.com slash sleep makeover. So how is that energizing? You know, what's on the other side then of looking for the things that are missing and filling them in the ways that are at our fingertips, or maybe they're not, maybe we need to push ourselves a little and change a little. And that's our theme this month actually is changing. Um, How will they still feel more energized, even if they're not getting more sleep? Because you're allowing, you're, you're restoring that particular area. So the energy comes from the restoration of those particular areas. If that's an area, if you're deficient in, you know, someone's not deficient in creative rest, then it wouldn't restore them. Just as Mm -hmm. sleep wouldn't restore them if they're not 
deficient in more of a physical rest realm. Okay. Um, so the one thing that many of my patients find very helpful is I have a quiz at restquiz.com. So I have them start there and to determine, first off, which of the seven am I most deficient in? Because getting rest, getting the wrong type of rest still doesn't feel like rest mm -hmm. because it's not the area of your deficiency. When you're tired, really what you're, the area that's making you tired is the area of your greatest deficiency. Mm -hmm. When you fix that, then the other things just, you're already getting rest in those areas, whether you call it that or not. You're, on, you're automatically doing some of these things just because you've, it's learned behavior. Okay. But when you're pulling from an area that you don't recognize that you, you're draining, that keeps it at a level of, of depletion that mm. you know, at that point becomes toxic. Okay. So that was restquiz.com, right? Yes. Okay. We'll link to that in our show notes. Can you do two at once? You know, I'm just thinking about how some, when I, when I see things that inspire me or they make me think deeper, just like you were talking about with flowers, it also fulfills the spiritual side to me too. I, I feel like, and you can do the same maybe with social and creative. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Yes. Right. They can definitely be done together. I know one that a lot of people find helpful. Um, some people call it meditative walks. Some people call it prayer walks and you call it yeah. what you want, but you're getting some physical rest in that, you know, with, with physical rest, you have both active and passive. So passive oh. things like sleeping and napping where they're more, you know, not, you're not doing anything. You're, they're just allowing your body to get to a quiet state. But uh -huh. then active physical rest are things like yoga and massage and you know, um, walking, that walking. is not exercise walking, but more walking to help with circulation and lymphatic flow. So that's, that's fascinating. comfortable walking, because what happens then is your circulation goes up, but not at a stress level where your cortisol goes up uh -huh. and your, your lymphatics start moving because your muscles are contracting. So you get better circulation, which is moving around every, the blood that you need to actually restore your muscles and your joints and and start making things heal and feel better. Um, so for many people, they combine the two without even thinking about it, going for a walk in the park. You're getting some creative if you're listening to the birds and not, you know, not listening to your iPod or whatever, yeah. your iPhone, you're listening to nature and, and looking at things as you're walking by and you're allowing your head oftentimes to go to a quiet spot. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're practicing kind of kicking out the mind chatter, because uh, some people just deal in their mind chatter the whole time. Yes. So you can allow that to kind of kick out the mind chatter or you can deal with it. But um, or and, and on top of that, some people pray or meditate. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to kick out the mind chatter, they redirect the mind chatter to a positive focus. Brilliant. So that's the kind of some of the spiritual aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Because the, the mind automatically wants to go down a negative path. It's easier for it to go down the negative because the negative is easier to believe. Yeah. So totally automatically, is. it's going to want to go down that path. So to get it kind of more on a positive note, you have to train it. And there is work associated to that. But that is restorative because it's spiritually restorative because it makes you start feeling better about who you are. You start, ex you start feeling like you belong, like you're accepted, like you're loved, like you're treasured. And so the more you can kind of um, build yourself up with affirmations and positive talk although it sounds like work because because it's laying building blocks that make you stronger it's it is a restorative right? process yes yeah a lot of these things i'm seeing 
it's pushing ourselves outside where we are currently comfortable, but might not be necessarily serving us. So it will take a little more effort to rest in these ways that we are depleted so that we, in the end, have way more to give. And I wanted to know for you, how has this uh, translated in your own life? Because, I mean, you are a working mom of two. You, <laughs> I just can't even imagine how, how much is on your plate. So how has this uh, played out for you? It saved my life, to be honest with you. I, I wow. opened up the book with, um, with my very real situation <laughs> of being on the foyer right outside the door where I'm at right now, being yeah. on the floor laid out with my kids in front of the TV. And I'm laying on the floor and I'm like, if this is all there is to life, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'd spent my entire career um, working toward a level of success. And I was in a level of success that most people looking at my life would have envied. But I had a life that looked excellent on the outside that felt horrible to live on the inside. And I find that that's, a, that's the story of a lot of women who look very successful, but they're miserable. And so who wants to get to uh, the end of their working and their degrees and all of the stuff and energy you put into having a career and have it look good and not feel good? Mm -hmm. so that's what rest does. Rest actually, that's the subtitle of the book, Recover Your Life. I felt like it helped me recover huh. my life, renew my energy and restore my sanity. <laughs> that's where yeah. the subtitle came from because I felt like that is what it did for me. My life was in a state of, of, of shock. You know, it was, it was flatlining, so to speak. And I needed that to get, to get back on track. Well, and it also helps you know, um, I had a guest on earlier this year when we were talking about how to choose the life you already have. And I think this is a huge part how. You know, this, it's not, maybe for you, it wasn't right to quit your career and um, abandon all the work you've done at that point. And for many women too, it's not, they, they don't want to, you know, quit being a stay-at-home mom or their career, and they don't want to change things, but they want to change how they're showing up to their lives. So let's think about how you're teaching us, Dr. Sandra, where are you depleted? How can you refill where you need to so that you can show up to the life you have right now and recover your life? I love that phrase so much. Yeah. And that's, that's, that really was my own personal journey was getting back to that state. And it was step-by-step step because- yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I had gotten to a level of depletion where mm -hmm. I, I was low on every single, all seven, I you know, so, yeah. so, and I have so many women who take the quiz and they'll, they'll write me back. Like, I'm, you know, you'll get your quiz results and they'll email me back like, right there on the spot. And they'll say, help, you know, I, yes. <laughs> I, I am like high on all seven. Where, where do I even begin? There is always one that is higher than the others. Okay. And, or, or that are, sometimes there's two, but there's usually one or two that are higher than the others. And I always say start with that, that one or two, because that way you start getting some, some idea about, okay, what do I, what steps do I need to take to restore myself in this area? And for me, it was the biggest one, which surprising because I'm with people all day as a physician was social rest. I say it was a, it was surprising to me because you know social rest is is a bit of a tricky concept because it doesn't mean just getting away from people because that's more kind of at the sensory kind of getting alone and silent. Got social it. rest is the rest we get around positive people, life givers, 
because most of the people we're around, our kids and spouses included, tend to need things from us. So they are pulling from us. They are, they are negatively pulling from us, even though they're not negative people. No, they are yes. pulling things from us. They need stuff. Kids want to be fed, you know? So yeah. And things that are stuff. energy depleting. That's what you mean exactly. by right. exactly. energy. Okay. And then you have those people who are more life-giving. They are, they're not wanting anything from you. And when you're around them, you just feel better. They, they say things that make you feel better. Their energy is good. And so the, the, what happens is for most adults, particularly when you have kids, the life givers that you are, have, you don't spend time with because they don't need you. Because they don't need you, you don't make room for them in your life. So that's why so many adults don't have adult friends. Yeah. They're spending all their time with the people who need them, who are actually pulling the energy from them, and they don't spend time with people who pour energy back into them. Hmm. And so that was the situation that I was in. You know, I had my patients that were needing from me. That was the that nature of that relationship. My kids needed things. My husband needed things. You know, elderly parents, everybody needed yeah. something. So I had no girlfriends anymore because all my time was spent with everybody who needed me. Mm -hmm. And so what I had to do, because the, my two closest friends, one's in Canada and one's in California. So we mm -hmm. can't have girls get togethers, you know, no. <laughs> just go meet up whenever we want to. And so with those two women, once a year, um, we do get together uh, for a girl's couple of Good. days, three to yeah. four days, but every single month for the past eight years, since I started kind of working through this whole rest concept in my own life, we, every single month, we spend an hour together on Skype and we talk and we, you know, laugh and we go about, talk about what's happening in each other's lives and we're able to see each other. And it is such a wonderful experience mm -hmm. because it's not like texting or Facebooking where you just see the words and you don't see the expressions and the mannerism, you actually see their face. So when one of them says, yeah, it's okay. And you know this person and you know that their body language is not aligning with what the words that are coming out their mouth, you can call them on that. Hmm. And there's, there's a peace and an acceptance in knowing that someone knows you like that, that they get you. Yeah. It's so interesting, right? It, it all makes sense the way you explain it. I mean, obviously, you know, this stuff both personally and professionally as a physician. Uh, I want to know for you, what are you working on right now? What is a certain area of rest that you have been lacking that you are currently trying to uh, get some restoration in? Right now, for me, it's more of the creative. I, I still write and um, I speak. So I have a lot of creating that I do on a regular basis, podcasting and all of those things. So I'm constantly creating content. Um, so I'm, I get drained in that area. So I just have to make sure that I'm aware of that and, and seeking things that spark my interest and that I think um, spark creativity in me. Okay. That's so fascinating. And I definitely relate to that too, um, in a different way. Uh, you know, Dr. Sondra, I know a lot of people are going to want to know way more and take that quiz. I'll, I'll link that, but tell people where they can find you as well as where they can find your book, Sacred Rest. Yes. The, my, web, my main website is ichoosemybestlife.com. And on there, under the resources section, uh, there's links for the quiz. There's link for a free 30-day Sacred Rest Challenge that actually walks you through all seven types of rest over the seven days. One kind of tactic per day to try to help you live it out. 
And the book, Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity, is available at all bookstores and, of course, on Amazon as well. Wonderful. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to do this for us. And I know it's going to help a lot of women. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. Friends, your rest matters. And yes, the physical rest matters, but so does the spiritual, the mental, the creative, and all the ways that Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith taught us today. I'm so grateful she was on the show. What an amazing woman. And I'd actually love to have her back. So I'm in the middle of trying to figure out exactly where we need her to be in terms of the themes that we have coming up the rest of the year and into next year. We're already planning next year, you guys. Isn't that crazy? July is where I plan the themes for the year that follows. Again, I want to remind you, if you've been ever thinking about being on my show and you were just like this quote unquote regular listener and you don't have a coaching program or you're not a therapist or a counselor or you're not a coach of some kind, you don't have a book, whatever it is, you don't have something to promote, you are still an expert of your own progress story and we need to hear it and we also need to hear your own practical progress pointers that help us grow as well. So go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show to apply this month only to be a regular full episode featured guest. Once a month, we're going to do it um, or even once every other month. It depends on if we have the right fits and how many apply. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. Friends, this month, I've been so grateful to take a break. I feel like you can already hear my energy coming back, my own zest, which is funny because that's what we were talking about today in the episode. And it has been so helpful for me. So thank you for letting me have this time and for still listening. Our numbers haven't changed at all. I'm recording this mid month and it's like, wow, you know what? People just keep showing up. So thank you. Thank you so much for showing that this podcast matters to you. And if it helps you, it would be the biggest honor for me if you could do do two things in turn to help support the podcast, especially this month, as I'm taking a break from doing anything that gathers people that sh- shares the podcast with a broader audience who are untapped and to help them find the show. If you can help us grow the show in these two ways, leave a rating and review on your podcast app, especially iTunes and Apple podcasts and to share the show. I rely on you more than anything else to share the show. Thank you for those of you who do that, who show up in my comments or my emails, who help me see what this podcast means to you and this community. It keeps me going. And friends, I'm not going anywhere. This break has solidified that for me, that this podcast community, this, this uh, mission, this movement that we're doing together is changing lives. And most selfishly, it's, it's changing my own. And I'm grateful to be a part of it and thankful for you too. This is where I'm going to leave you today, friends, and I hope that you can go on and find other ways to restore the energy and peace that you are needing right now. Keep growing and remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Perfection.